Welcome to Awakened Path Radio, helping to spread love and light for the highest and greatest good. I'm your host, Reverend Candice Nadine Breen, Spiritualist Minister and Healing Minister. For more information, including show updates, courses, workshops, events, resources, and more, visit my website at awakenedpathonline.com. Again, that's awakenedpathonline.com. Now on to today's show. Today we have with us Glenn Stewart Coles, who is a spiritual creator, Reiki master, author of Soul Work 101. Glenn finds joy in dancing through chaos. He manages the shift, Shifting Vibration, Soul Work 101, and Light Workers of the World. Thank you for coming on to our show today, Glenn, and welcome. Hi, it's my pleasure to be here, Candace. Fantastic. Now, I've only mentioned a few things that you do. You wear a lot of hats, and one of your titles is Spiritual Creator. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, this particular idea, this concept of a spiritual creator? What is it? I was fortunate enough to discover many years ago that every moment of every day can be a spiritual moment. And a lot of that is due to our choice to make it a spiritual moment when we become more aware that we are creating our experience, we are creating our environment, we are creating whatever we we are choosing to create, and we do that through a spiritual, or from a spiritual source, doors begin to open. People begin to respond differently. The world looks different. So, and I'm not perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like most humans, I I go in and out of uh, depth. But the more that I make myself aware that I am having a spiritual experience, Mm -hmm. the greater the experiences I have. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big believer that we are empowered to create uh, our experiences. So as I step through life, I am continually reminding myself to remain in a spiritual mindset and to move forward creating what it is that I want to create. Hmm. That is so interesting, you know, thinking that uh, taking every moment as a spiritual moment. We don't do that during the day. We get wrapped up in hustle, bustle, work, whatever else we have to do. And I think, you know, I was just thinking here, um, going over, when as you were speaking, I was going over in my mind, you know, what, what would happen if I, um, 
you know, took brushing my teeth as a spiritual moment or playing with my kids as a spiritual moment. I think that, you know, my reaction and my feeling would be totally different if I just decided to do that. Well, you know, there, there's a, an example. There's a book by Robert Heinlein called Stranger in a Strange Land. Mm. And he had a very profound statement. And the statement is, waiting is. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I bet, okay. forgot to disconnect my phone. Okay. <laughs> my apologies on oh, that. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The phone is now out in the other room, and it will not bother us again. <laughs> Waiting is. There are times in our life when we are required to wait. We're waiting for someone to show up. We're waiting for something to happen. And our choice in that moment, do we live in anxiety, wondering where is that person? I'm looking at my watch. I'm trying to figure out, you know, why is it 10.03 and he's not here yet? <laughs> or do we take that moment to observe and look around and see things? Because as you look around and see things, there's so much beauty and wonder in our world. And I guarantee if you take that few minutes of waiting to absorb what's around you, you can find things to feel grateful for. That's great. You know, we get impatient when we're waiting like uh, in line at the grocery store <laughs> or anywhere. And oh, we just get caught up in the moment. And we let we become consumed by the anxiety or the anger of uh, having to wait. Well, so exactly. And you know, if you're if you're stuck in line at the grocery store, look around. You know, be in the moment now yeah. and see and and take a look at all the people and all the beautiful souls and yeah. what people are buying for lunch and yeah. just simply taking that moment to absorb and observe changes everything because now you're not in your own anxiety now you are seeing wonders around you that's fantastic yeah instead of and, and don't read those magazines that are on the the newsstand there <laughs> no, no, I, I do laugh at the headlines though. yeah <laughs> you know some of them are quite funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you also manage um various online groups how did you come about you know to uh, find these groups and what do these groups entail? What are they about? Back in 1999, uh, I was exposed to the concept of light worker mm. and a man by the name of Steve Rother, who runs a, a website called beacons of light mm. was holding workshops about light work. And I got involved, and I loved what he was saying. He was doing channeled messages, and we did a lot of uh, spiritual growth exercises. So I was very familiar with this word, light work. And then in 2009, I was surfing through Facebook, and I noticed uh, an invitation to a new group called Light Workers of the World. Oh, yeah. And it was at about 50 members at the time. And they were holding a, uh, a meetup, a physical meetup mm -hmm. in High Park in Toronto. 
And it so happened that I had just moved to that area and where the meeting was being held was two blocks from my house. Wonderful. So I, you know, joined the event and said, yes, I'll be there. Mm -hmm. And I went there and met a man named Sean Jason, who had just started up this very small group called Lightworkers of the World. And he and I became friends. And I started getting involved with this group. Well, when the group grew to about 30,000 members, which was about four years later, 2012, 2013, Sean got overwhelmed with the, the responsibilities and asked me to take over for him. So I got involved and started putting my thoughts online and started uh, applying some of my management skills to uh, organize the group and how it worked. And we're now at 265,000 people. Wow. Wow. Yes, I'm also a member of the same group. It is an amazing group. Yes, it's uh, it's definitely a a roller coaster ride. Yeah, you know the the experiences are uh, very positive, and they can also be frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, we we want so badly to change the world. Oh yes. You know, I I think every spiritual person knows that we need dramatic change, mm-hmm. and no matter how hard we try, we keep running into these barriers. We keep mm-hmm. seeing the things that we don't want to see. Right. But what I've created with this Light Workers of the World is an opportunity for people to share their knowledge and share their thoughts and help each other and to support people in need and to provide advice that helps people grow. So it's a community that is there to make the world better. And we, and we do that by one person at a time. Right. And that's, that's 200 and something thousand people in the world who are having a positive in influence, who are changing the world one person at a time. Yes, now the, the, the number 265,000, uh, we actually have about 150,000 people active in a month. Wow. So it's, it, it's, not, a, it's not a quarter million. But there's still 150,000 people who, in the month of January, came into our our, our group on Facebook and had an experience. Now, some of those people had a bad experience because they were carrying with them something that they refused to let go. And and I'll give you an example of this. Uh, Yesterday was Valentine's Day. And on Valentine's Day, anyone who's in a couple's relationship is you know, happy to have a romantic time and buy chocolates and, you know, cuddle and everything else. But there are so many people who are single on Valentine's Day, and it becomes a trigger for loneliness. It reminds people that they're not in a relationship. So last night, this man got on to our group and said, you know, does anyone want to date me? (laughs) And, And I responded, well, you know, we're not a dating group. We're not here to help our members hook up with each other. We're here to help people grow. But we're also here to help people, you know, to give support. So I asked this guy, you know, what's going on? He says, well, you know, I'm really lonely and I want a woman in my life. So I started asking him questions. What's what's going on in your life? What are your experiences that you're having? And as I probed, 
he started to reveal certain things. He's bipolar. Oh. He's schizophrenic. He oh. thinks he's a freak. Oh. He is afraid of people. He cannot give trust. So as I started asking and bringing these things out, I said to him, you know, do you see how your beliefs about yourself are shaping your experience? Right. You know, who would want to date a bipolar schizophrenic freak who's afraid of people? Right. Right. And he's got to change his self-image if he wants to be attractive to bring a partner into his life. And he didn't like that advice, so he blocked me and left. Oh. <laughs> so he is going to continue his experience yeah. and think that, well, you know, those light workers don't know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So we, we can only offer our support and help. It's up to the individual to receive it and to accept it and to grow from it. And we, we can't control that. It's up to each person to empower themselves to make their own changes. Right. And he's just not ready. He just wasn't ready for change. He wasn't ready to look in, to look within and do something about it. Well, it, not only not ready, he's just simply stuck in a pattern and he thinks that that pattern is the only way that things are. Mm. And, and that's, yep. And so many people are having that same experience. You know, it's uh, I see everyday people who are tired of living and they're tired of the uh, not having what they want and they're tired of all the challenges in their lives. Mm -hmm. And of course, the answer to that is, well, change yourself and change your world. Right. Right. But people don't see that. They think the world is as it is and I'm stuck with it. I don't yeah. believe. I think we have tremendous power to make change. Oh, definitely. I mean, we, we control our destiny. Um, a lot of people think it's, it's out there. It's something else that they have no control of. It is what it is. And it's not, that's not the case. Uh, we've been, um, the, the, we've been programmed to this mindset that we do not have control of our futures or, or our life situations. And that, yeah, that's why a lot of people are so depressed. They feel helpless. Yes. They feel helpless. And um, until they get out of that mindset, they're going to forever be stuck in that rut. And it's very sad. Exactly. And, and a lot of helping yourself is simply becoming aware of your perception. Mm -hmm. That's right. something, something as simple as, uh, I live in Canada, uh, about three hours north of Toronto, mm -hmm. and we've had a lot of snow this winter. Oh, yeah. And some people are very sad about that, and they grumble their way through four months of winter, yeah. saying, oh, you know, I just I hate winter, and I hate snow, and I'm sick of this, and so on. And I look outside, and I think how beautiful it is. To yeah. see everything covered with white. Um, and yeah, I've got to go and take snow off my car every morning. Well, that's kind of fun. I make it a pleasurable thing rather than something to get grumpy about. Right. So a simple thing as how you perceive a situation mm -hmm. changes everything. Right. And right. I, I keep trying to teach that to people, and a lot of people are getting it. Yeah, sometimes you have to repeat it over and over for it to get stuck in someone's head. Exactly. Uh, I know here in New England, where, where we are, um, 
my goodness, the people who can't stand snow and, and who talk about snow and grumble about snow and the repeated snow uh, that we keep getting, uh, people are just, and then they complain when we have a mild winter. Oh, there's no snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what happened to my white Christmas? <laughs> exactly. I said, come on, what do you want? <laughs> so, you know, you have to have to take and enjoy, like you said, make a spiritual experience out of everything. Enjoy the snow yes. here and enjoy the mild winter when it's here. So that's, you know, it's, it's, it's quite funny how we humans can be. So um, tell us about uh, your journey to uh, where you, how you current, to your current, uh, you know, spiritual place, I suppose, um, to where you are currently in, in regards to your spirituality. How did it all begin, your journey? You know, it, it really began uh, when I was a child. You know, I was always an explorer. I was always someone that was continually thirsty for new knowledge. And as I got into my teens, I began the, my quest to understand, you know, the basic philosophical questions. You know, why are we here and who is God and, and what do we do with our lives? And I began uh, as a young teen to study world religions. Mm, wow. You know, and I got involved with Christian groups and I began, I read the uh, parts of the Quran and I read the Bhagavad Gita and I started reading the, the writings of Taoist uh, 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 and Buddhist writings. Mm -hmm. and, and I was basically in my teenage years an explorer. And I started exploring all these different elements. And of course, I looked at the alternative faiths, the Wiccan faith and the Druid faith. And I basically became a sponge for all of it. Mm. So I had that as my core foundation, was that, that, uh, that tendency to broaden my knowledge and explore my spirituality. And then in the 1990s, some things began to happen. Uh, I read the Celestine Prophecy, which was a trigger book for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people. And after that, I began to see auras. And seeing auras suddenly rocked my world. There, there was something going on that was different than the three-dimensional reality that we were used to. And I realized, well, there's, there's more going on. So, of course, I started exploring that and understanding, you know, what am I seeing when I see this glow of light around people? What am I seeing when I watch auras interact? You know, it, it's something that very few people understand yet to this day is that when, when two people are meeting, their auras are having an exchange. There is, there is a direct link of energy from one person to the other person. And my learning curve was that I could see that. I could see that connection line. And, of course, that opened up all kinds of doors for my explanation and understanding of what was going on. So I started getting involved in holistic healing. I learned Reiki. I, I met someone who introduced me. I'd never even heard the word Reiki before. And I met this woman, and she was a Reiki master, and she explained it to me and started teaching me. And suddenly I discovered that I've got healing hands. I, I have the ability to increase the 
aura, increase the energy around my hands, and to share that with someone and to help them shift themselves. And from that, I, again, went on a very fast learning curve, uh, taking courses in shiatsu and reflexology and ear candling and holistic nutrition and a whole wide range. I learned, you know, a dozen different things, therapeutic touch. And as I started learning all these things, I learned about my ability, firstly, to heal myself, mm -hmm. and then secondly, to share that healing with others. So again, I've gone on these, these, these learning curves. From there, it's been a constant adventure. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I've had so many different experiences. A lot have come from the people that I've met. Because when you walk through life in a spiritual mode, you draw people into your life who can teach you. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I remember once somebody said, he was talking about the concept of mentors. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, if you're really lucky in your life, you will find a mentor that can help guide you. And I thought about that and I realized that I've had dozens of mentors you know, I, I, I've had so many different people that have added to my knowledge, that have opened doors and opened ideas for me and provided support and advice. And, and a lot of that occurs because I am willing to be mentored. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be a willing. You have to be willing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You know, and, and when you're in that, that place where, yes, I want to learn, you know, the old saying, as the, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yes. Well, there is not just one teacher. Mm. There's many teachers, and each of them provides a little bit, something a little bit different. So I'm still meeting people, and I'm still learning constantly, mm -hmm. and, and hope to do so for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah, for, for be forever a student. That's how I see myself as well as forever a student. I'm always learning. I'm always taking in, and uh, uh, there's because there's always we're always growing. We're always growing, and when we stop, that means it's time for us to move on to transition to the next level, to the next exactly, and learn some new stuff. And now I have discovered that the 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 learning curve is is it changes mm -hmm. there are times when we go through a period of excitement and everything's new and we're just you know pulling in all this information we can't we can't keep looking for you know we want to read more books and meet more people and take yeah. more classes <laughs> and then we reach a plateau where we're comfortable with all that right. and suddenly the learning curve slows down and that's okay because you're at this plateau where you're absorbing everything that you've learned to that point. Right. And as you stabilize yourself in that plateau, you're also stabilizing yourself at that level of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly a door will open and your learning curve will accelerate and a whole bunch of new stuff will come in. Right. Right. And it's if you're if you're always in that excited phase, it becomes neutral. Mm. Right. So it's I think it's valuable to recognize that there will be times when you aren't learning, where you're just simply being. Right. And then there's other times when you can say, hey, wow, did I ever find out something new? And away you go again. Right. 
and it's important to to know during when we have those those moments where we are just being to not get discouraged or to not feel that oh nothing's happening or get upset or anxious at that well exactly right i know i i used to do that at when i I, I learned so much and absorbed so much and I was so excited. And then all of a sudden I reach a point where, okay, nothing's going on. Why not? And I would feel so sad. What does that mean? Does it mean that I'm not going to learn anything else that I'm cut off or, you know, but um, it's important to just be, to, to let that, all that learning saturate your being and just be there, be there, be, be with that information. Exactly. And, and you can also, take the step of comparing yourself to what you were a year ago or five years or 10 years ago, because once we've become comfortable at a certain level, right. we're, we're grounded at that level. Mm -hmm. But if you look back and realize, Hey, you know what? 10 years ago, I didn't know all this stuff. Right. Now it's just simply secondhand knowledge. I mean, you can ask me questions and I can just simply answer them. Right. But 10 years ago, I may have struggled with those answers or I may have given different answers. So it's important to recognize that as we are continually shifting upwards, we lock in that shift during that plateau phase. And it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Now, your work with light workers. Um, you work with them, you work with light workers a lot. You have your, your group. So what role do you see um, light workers playing in society in the near future? Well, I'm gonna start that out by defining, in my opinion, what a light worker is. Yes. A light worker is a person who chooses to dedicate their life to raising their own vibration mm -hmm. and raising the vibration of others. So it's a choice. It's a, it's an, a declaration of intent. By, by saying I'm a light worker, you're saying, yes, I want to make a positive difference in this world. Right. And the work of a light worker is twofold. The most important work is on yourself. Oh, yes. And continually growing yourself and your understanding and becoming aware of your barriers and working through them and becoming aware of where you need healing and addressing that. So there's that continuous growth of self that is an important part of light work. And then the second element is as you grow, you can then share that with others. Mm -hmm. So many people are out there wandering lost through the fields. And all you have to do is say, hey, we're over here, and you've now given them a new direction. Yes. You know, there's, there's people that have very difficult challenges in their lives to work through. Mm -hmm. They need support. They need compassion. They need guidance. And a lot of times, they just simply need a hug. Oh, yeah. So as, as we provide that for other people, suddenly their experience changes. Mm -hmm. And then they're at a higher vibration, and then they go out and they share it. It's almost like it's contagious. Yeah. So, so to me, the role that lightworkers play in this world now and will continue to play is to move humanity to a higher vibration. Mm -hmm. 
And it, I'll tell you, right now, that's a big challenge. Oh, yes. There, there's a lot going on in the mass consciousness, a lot of confusion, a lot of anger and hatred and fear and polarity. And there's all these things that stand out to us. But I will suggest that they stand out because of our awareness. Right, A lot of the things that we now see as, okay, well, there's a problem with this. We need to change it. Well, 50 years ago, it wasn't a problem. Yeah. People were totally okay with the leave it to beaver lifestyle. Yeah. And then suddenly we're at this point now where we realize, hey, we want more from this world. Right. So when we want more, the contrasts are going to stand out. We're going to see the things we don't want. But all that does is provides us an opportunity to make change. Mm. That's true. And we and uh, boy, do we need it. <laughs> now, do you see the number of awakened people increasing significantly? And if you do, why? And if not, why not? Well, I have to answer both yes and no to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, people are awakening. At, at massive levels, people are asking deeper questions, people are gaining deeper understanding. More and more people are, are saying, well, you know what, I don't want to be caught up in this rat race, I want to enjoy my life. There's more people that are self-employed or working for a lower income in a job that helps people. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of workshops. There's a lot of classes. There's a lot of teaching. There's a lot of writing. I mean, there's just a tremendous output of this spiritual material that people are seeking and finding. Mm. So there, yes, there are people that are what I will say as moving towards awakened. Mm. But I also see the barrier of you know, I'm, I'm awake and you're not. We see that said by people so often. But what people think as being awake is not being awake because they're, they're stuck in their own little story of here's what I've defined as being awake in this world. But then they find, feel anger about someone who has a different opinion. There's so much polarity right now that, you know, a simple question in the United States as Republican and Democrat mm -hmm. <laughs> are, are, you know, here's two groups that are thinking completely opposite from each other. Mm -hmm. And each member believes that whatever choice that I've made is the right choice. Mm -hmm. And everyone who agrees with me is smart. And everyone who does not agree with me is an idiot. <laughs> right. And, you know, if you ask a Democrat, well, all the Republicans are idiots. And if you ask a Republican, well, all the Democrats are idiots. Right. Well, the reality is that there is a, a path that includes everybody. Right. The challenge we face as we try to move towards oneness, our, you know, the, the, the oneness of mass consciousness that is our goal, mm -hmm is how do we achieve oneness when there are seven and a half billion opinions? Oh gosh, yes. And those opinions are going to cover all the bases. Mm -hmm. You know, something as simple as, what do you like on your pizza? 
Yeah. You ask 100 people that question, and you're going to get 100 different answers. <laughs> Which answer is right? None of them are right. It's a preference. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and for us, the, the challenge of awakening people mm -hmm. is also reminding them that, well, yeah, your opinion is good for you, but it is not the truth. It is not the answer. Mm -hmm. Because other people have a different truth that is just as good. You know, I like pepperoni and mushrooms on my pizza, and someone else likes pineapple and ham. And neither one of those answers are right mm -hmm. unless it's what you are choosing to eat now. Right. Right. Yeah. So we need to learn how to allow for those differences mm -hmm. and yet at the same time to find a common ground. At least we've agreed to have a pizza because someone else wanted Chinese food. <laughs> Yes. Um, and also that, that I see that a lot too, when it, uh, when I, uh, tell people I'm a spiritualist minister, you see the, I see the, their, their eyes glaze over. And I even once had someone who was, um, Oh, I forget. She was a Protestant denomination of one Protestant a religion. And she says, well, I could never, I could never, not now that I know the truth. And I'm just, I just listened to her and said, well, her truth, I mean, does it mean that it's the truth for everyone? Exactly. Where, where everyone is entitled to think the way and believe the way they want to. And it doesn't make them right or me right or anyone else right. Well, a big step in becoming awake is recognizing that all of these are just stories. Mm -hmm. They're stories that we choose to envelop ourselves in. Mm -hmm. And I have my own stories, and I'm comfortable with them, but I recognize that they're just stories. Right. And when I tell myself this story, this story and it increases my faith and it helps provide me with joy, well, that's great. That's a good thing. But it's still just my story. That's right. And, and other people, when they say, well, you know, you haven't learned the truth. Well, the truth is you just have a different story. Yes. <laughs> and that's fine. Right. If you use that story to take you to a higher level. Right. But if you use that story to put people down, mm -hmm. to say, well, you know, if, if, if you don't follow this path, you're an idiot. Huh? Well, no, there's an there's unlimited number of paths, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's the goal of raising yourself, of, of being able to walk through life in a vibration of love, mm -hmm. of being able to recognize that uh, every person you meet is a soul on a journey. Mm -hmm. And if you can help make their journey better, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. If your goal is to make their journey worse, well, then what's your story about? Why do you need to make people's journey worse? Right. All right. Yeah. So, so it's that recognition that we're pretty much making up everything we use to, to define ourselves. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Because that's how we define ourselves. Right. But knowing that your story is not the only story, that is a big step forward. Right. You mentioned that you had a, you had a, a lot of uh, teachers in your life. Are there any specific role models or teachers that were significant uh, along your, spirit, your spiritual path, your journey? 
I'm going to answer that in, in two different ways. Uh, there are a number of authors or writers that have influenced me mm -hmm. uh, from the, all the Buddhist teachings and Taoist teachings. Uh, Deepak Chopra was a big influence in my early years, and I actually got to meet him at a book signing. Oh, wow. uh, Dan Millman, who wrote the, the Way of the Peaceful Warrior, was a big influence on me, and I got to meet him at a book signing. Yeah. Uh, Neil Donald Walsh with the Conversations of God books mm -hmm. were very eye-opening for me. Mm. So there was a, a range of spiritual authors that had great influence on my thoughts and helped clarify things for me and provided concepts that I still use to this day. Mm -hmm. sure. But I mentioned earlier that I also have a lot of mentors. Mm -hmm. And each of them has provided uh, awakening for me in different ways. Uh, there was a man by the name of Raymond who was a shaman living in the mountains of Tennessee. Wow. Mm -hmm. And he was a uh, ex-Vietnam, he was a Vietnam veteran mm -hmm. who had come back and had been given a pension to live on. And he took that pension to build a home in the forest in the mountains. Wow. And he became a very spiritual man and a spiritual teacher. Wow. And I had the opportunity to spend some time with him. And man, did he open my eyes to just so many things. And he has now crossed over, mm -hmm. but I still cherish the uh, the opportunity that I had with him. Mm -hmm. uh, a woman by the name of Cindy, who was my Reiki master, opened my eyes to a lot of things. Uh, you, you mentioned the Spiritualist Church. I happen to be on the board of directors of the Aurelia Star of Hope Spiritualist Church. Oh, wow. And there was a woman there, uh, Reverend Shirley, Shirley McCarnan, mm -hmm. who was a great teacher for me. She's in her, uh, in her late 80s now mm -hmm. and has retired as a reverend. Mm -hmm. But she awoke me to many, many new things. She got me involved with that church. I happened to meet her at a psychic fair. And I was working at the psychic fair uh, giving shiatsu, reiki, chair massage and doing healing sessions with people. And she was in a different booth giving uh, psychic readings. Mm. And she happened to have a break in her schedule, and she was drawn to come to me for a healing session. Yeah. And I worked on her for like an hour, and, and you know we had a really positive, energetic connection. Mm. And at the end, she says, well, you know, I, I'm a minister at a church, uh, or a reverend at a church, and you should drop by sometime and meet us, you know, mm -hmm. see what it's all about. Well, I've been involved with that church now for five years because wow. I went to see Shirley speak, and I liked her message, mm -hmm. and I liked the people that I met there, and I've just, and I became involved. That's fantastic. You know, so, so my, my teachers, the influence has been both mass writers, you know, people that everybody know, and individual mentors that have had an experience, you know, and there's probably 20 or 30 people that I could name mm. that have helped guide me along the way. I only mentioned three for now. Mm. That's, fan that, that's fantastic. That's a great, great stories of how you met those people. It's fantastic. 
and we've, we've learned so much from you today. So would you, would you tell us if you have any upcoming projects, publications, or events? Um, would you like to share any of that with our listeners today? We are, Lightworkers of the World is a continuing experience. Mm. So a lot of my projects are involved in what more can I put out into the universe through that group mm -hmm. that, that helps guide people. I'm a writer, so I am regularly releasing articles that are intended to enlighten people. So a lot of the projects that I are on my list of to do are personal projects of creation. What am I going to write next? What am I going to put out there next? The advantage of writing is that once it's written, it's out there. It's done. Yeah. So it can continue crawling through people's minds mm -hmm. and more and more people discover it. So things that I wrote 10 years ago are still having an influence today on somebody's life. Nice. So all I do is add to the pile. <laughs> you know, every week I try and put something else out there. And, and it's my belief, you know, the internet is a very uh, unique experience yeah. for humans yeah. because suddenly our mass consciousness is online. And whatever you want to find, you're going to find it out there. If you want to find, you know, stuff that teaches you about higher consciousness, it's there. If you want to find something that is hateful and angry, it's there. So what you choose to look for, you're going to find it. But as each of us adds to that pile, we're influencing what's available to be found. So, so it's my belief that every time I put something positive online, it makes a difference. It adds to the higher vibration. It counteracts the people that are putting out stuff that is of lower vibration. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe it's all of our duty when we work on the internet mm -hmm. to continually think, am I putting out something there that's making the world better? Mm -hmm. right? Are these words that I'm putting online because they're going to be there forever. Oh, yeah. Are they adding to a higher vibration or are they creating a lower vibration? And virtually everything I put online is to add to that higher vibration. Mm -hmm. So when you ask about ongoing projects, the answer is yes, I'm constantly creating ongoing projects. Mm, very good. And how might our listeners contact you or get in touch with you, find out more about your projects, your, your groups, anything? Well, the, the, the first thing I'll mention is Lightworkers of the World, mm -hmm. which is a group on Facebook. So, of course, in order to access that, you have to have a Facebook account. <laughs> and, you know, there, there are pluses and minuses to that. Facebook can really draw your attention and your energy and become a time waster. It can also be a tool to connect and communicate with others. So I will say to people, become aware of how your, your social network or your, your online presence is affecting your life and use it in a positive way. 
That being said, uh, if you are a member of Facebook, all you have to do is search for Lightworkers of the World, mm -hmm. and you'll find a group that is larger than a quarter million members, mm -hmm. and join it. <laughs> and then it's free. Yes. You know, and I do go through an approval process. Yeah. You know, uh, on an average day, we get about 500 applications. Oh, my goodness. Great. Right. Now, of those 500, there's probably 30 or 40 that are spammers that are just wanting to join the group to disrupt or to sell. Mm -hmm. So I have to go through and understand, you know, of these 500 people, how many of them do we really want in the group? Right, right. And if I'm not sure, I will ask questions. I'll interview people. You know, what's your purpose? Why do you want to be in this group? And if your answer is, well, I'm looking to meet a girl, well, no, sorry, that's not what we're here for. <laughs> right. And if your answer is, hey, I've got this great new uh, marketing scheme, well, sorry, no, we're not, you know, we're not a target market. No. But if your answer is, you know, I want to enlighten myself and learn more, you're welcomed with open arms. That's wonderful. So Lightworkers of the World is this interactive support group that uh, is definitely ex an experience for people. Mm. Uh, I also have a website which is called shifting-vibration.com. And that is the website where I release my written material. My most recent article is on the concept of conscious evolution, which says that we have the ability to consciously choose to expand our minds. And as we expand our minds, we are helping humanity evolve. So it all comes down again to that choice of empowerment and making a difference for yourself and therefore adding to the sum total of what we define as mass consciousness and humanity. Well, thank you, Glenn. And it's been such a pleasure talking with you today. And just keep doing the great work that you're doing. Well, thank you so much. You know, it's, it's, I, I love these opportunities to, to firstly, to meet someone new. It's been a pleasure meeting you, Candace, and, and also to, to share ideas at a higher level. You know, hopefully for, for your listeners that uh, something has been triggered that makes them look further. Mm -hmm. that makes them understand a bit more about themselves mm -hmm. and, and that helps them open their eyes and say, yes, hey, you know what? I want to learn more about that. I want to be excited about something. Uh, I want to make a difference in this world because every person that steps up and says, I want to make a difference, mm -hmm. they do make a difference. Yeah. And that difference can be really tiny and simple but it still makes a difference. You know, the, the other day uh, I was coming home and I noticed my, uh, there's an elderly woman that lives upstairs and she was struggling with her groceries. Oh. So I stopped and I took all her groceries from her and I carried them upstairs. Oh. Right? Simply, it's, you know, it was like the Boy Scouts, do a good deed yeah. every day. Right. That simple action changed her day 
right? Suddenly she realized that she's not alone in this world, that there are nice people out there that are willing to help her. And, you know, her, her perception of her world changed simply because I took three minutes of my time to help her. And if a million people did that, yeah, what a difference it would make. Oh, and yeah. if a billion people did that, what a difference it would make. Yes. You know, so, so my, my message is empowerment. Empower yourself to go out and make a positive change. Mm -hmm. And as you do, your life becomes better, and so does everyone else's. Fantastic. Such an inspiration, Glenn. It was great talking with you today. Well, thank you so much. I've, I've, I'm honored to have been asked to talk to you today. And uh, I hope to talk again. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. Well, that's all we have. That's all the time we have for today, everyone. As always, you can visit awakenedpathonline.com. Again, that's awakenedpathonline.com for show updates and to replay shows, um, for courses, workshops, events, resources, and more. I'm Reverend Candace Nadine Green, and thank you all for listening to Awakened Path Radio. Namaste and blessed be. Thank you.